0: Welcome to the Soulful CEO Podcast. This is a show that empowers, educates, and celebrates the women who are tired of playing it small, who are ready to build aligned, profitable, impactful businesses, and freedom-filled lives. Every month, we will be diving into all of the strategy, mindset, and energetic work that you need in order to leave behind all of the old paradigms that you may have been taught about how a business should be run, and step into your highest potential. I'm your host, Katie Stewart, and I'm here to help you create a life and business better than your wildest dreams. Let's jump right in. Hello, Soulful CEO family. I am so excited to be bringing this guest interview to you today. This is my private client and friend, Yara Buchans, and I am just incredibly excited for this conversation today. We are going to be talking about her unique approach to nervous system healing, what this looks like, what this means to her. And we're going to be specifically diving into this through the lens of being scared to be seen or feeling um, some fear or some of these kind of feelings coming up around being seen as an entrepreneur. And you guys are going to love her wisdom and her magic on this topic. So um, hi, Yaro. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Katie.
1: Thank you so much for having
0: me. It's so nice to be here with you today. Um, So Yaro is, I just have to kind of do a bit of a brag on her for a moment because she is a magical woman. She is such an incredible healer and she is just such like Yaro and I have been working together for quite some time and she is just such a light in this world and such an incredible energy. And I just know you guys are going to get so much from this conversation today. She is just like super highly trained. She's so intelligent. She knows, she knows her shit when it comes to nervous system healing, she knows it and she takes it to another level. And so this is going to be such a juicy conversation. Oh,
1: thank you for the brag. I love that. <laughs>
0: So why don't you go ahead and maybe introduce a little bit more about who you are. Tell us a little bit more about your business, who you serve, all of the things.
1: Yes. So I am Yarrow K. Buchans at Heal with Yarrow is my business. I have really three, um, I guess, ICAs, if you will. It's leaders who need help landing and feeling safe to just be in their bodies. I also guide other coaches, healers, and therapists with my method, which that method, my official methodology is coming to you guys late 2023. And I also help the people who feel have done a lot of healing already, but feel stuck. Like there's some subtle, sneaky ways that they feel stuck in their life. And that is really what my 90 day group healing program, The Art of Connecting, is for. So Three levels of our levels, not really levels, but different ICAs, but all struggling with similar things. We all want to feel safe to just be, which is like one of my main taglines and feel safe to be seen, especially as entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and this is where nervous system healing is so key for us. Uh, I have my master's in depth and counseling psychology from Pacifica Graduate Institute. I've been a yoga and meditation teacher for over 20 years, and I have a trauma-informed training with Dr. Gabor Mate, uh, his compassionate inquiry training, and I am like the OG student of all of my methodologies. So I combine all of my really 20 plus years of experience, education, and just wisdom into my healing method and how i help people really feel safe to receive, expand, be seen and just be.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, i'm i'm literally so excited to dive in yara. Okay. <laughs> so, um let me ask you this question first because i feel like this is really important for people to understand A little bit of the greater context around kind of where you're coming from in the ways in which you guide people through not just nervous system healing, but expansion in the way that you have a bit of a different and a bit of a, I want to say bigger approach. So tell me a little bit about what does nervous system healing mean to you and within the kind of like heal with Yarrow method, how does this look different?
1: Yeah. So a lot of times you'll see, you know, other coaches online and they'll be nervous system healing and they'll talk about embodiment or they'll talk about somatic practices. And I was someone who did somatic practices for 18 plus years, and I was still stuck in a lot of ways. I did yoga, breath work, meditation, chanting. I did acupuncture. I had a therapist. I really was doing all the things, and I had so much wisdom and so much medicine inside of me that was just dying to come out, and I still felt stuck, and I didn't really know why. Why? And there were two, a couple points where I really discovered a lot was what was happening for me. And it had to do with attachment wound. And the thing is, is that your attachment wound and your nervous system are very intimately connected. Because we are attachment-based creatures, scientifically. We literally cannot live alone. I mean, we can, but we will develop rigid defenses because we won't feel fully safe because we are meant to be held, seen, heard, connected to other human beings. Mm So while I was in grad school and I had been doing, you know, all of this spiritual work and I realized, and it was, you know, in spirit, the spiritual community is a lot about non-attachment. And I was in grad school and we were doing our diads, practice dyads with one of our teachers. And I had this epiphany and I was like, you can't let go until you feel securely attached. And it was so profound for me in that moment because I had spent so many years being like, you know, how do I get to non-attachment? How do I let go? And I'm someone who traditionally had anxious attachment. So I would grasp on, I was like seeking saving by like holding on to someone else. It was like feeling safe inside my own being and my own body was like my greatest goal that I was going for, but I could never really achieve it no matter how many somatic practices I did. So that was one. And then in 2019, I started this Kundalini course and it's really when I started chanting and chanting tones your vagus nerve. So it brings you into like, if you're looking at the uh, nervous system from a polyvagal, which is very brief polyvagal here. So excuse me, ventral is connection, home, and joy and love. And that's where we want to be our baseline. That's what we want to be home. When we feel threatened by something, we'll go into fight or flight, which is our sympathetic. That also shows up as anxiety. And then when that becomes overwhelming, we will crash and go into dorsal, which also shows up as depression or like binging Netflix, things like that. And so when we, we don't want to always be in ventral, we want to have a flexible nervous system that moves from ventral to sympathetic to dorsal back to, and you have to go from dorsal to sympathetic back to ventral so you can't get from collapse to to connection home and joy and love you have to go through like you have to fight for your life to get back to home Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and so I realized as I was chanting and doing this kundalini kriya and I'd been doing it every day for about four months and I this just download came through me which I've always had like a precarious relationship with the word download but that's really what it was is in order to receive I have to feel safe to receive
0: Mm -hmm. And that
1: was so profound for me in that moment because I was always someone with big dreams and big goals and big vision and wanted to like really break the, like make and create a new paradigm for the world. Like always, since I was like 19 years old and I can look back at like, from 40 to 25 25 to 40 i'm now going to be 44 next year or next month which is like kind of shocking to me um <laughs>
0: like, like, Wait, i was i was 20 like yesterday
1: <laughs> so i literally feel that way i feel like the last 20 years of my life have been like just this full spiritual transformation and i'm like oh i finally landed and i'm 20 right
0: like when i started this journey oh um God, it's something you should know about yaro this woman <laughs> has the craziest stories <laughs> we'll be in boxer sometimes and she'll be like so Katie I don't know if I've ever told you the story and sometimes I have to pause it and brace myself because the craziest thing is about to come like some wild celebrity encounter or just like and it, it literally feels like you have just like you've just lived so much like cool like coolness in your life just like so many big incredible stories.
1: Oh, Thank you. That means the world, because I feel that and I feel like it's part of my wisdom, right, is to share those and and how I've transformed in the last 20 years to really get to this place of like, sometimes I joke, I'm like, I'm like the old crone in the woods. Like, that's who I am at this <laughs> time. But yet I'm like, so youthful and, and like, I have this beautiful, joyful, bubbly spirit.
0: So it's that's like, so- I was say. <laughs> the old crone was like, blonde and gorgeous and like, joyful. <laughs>
1: It's a very, and I've always been this way, but like, it took me a long time to be able to integrate it all together. Right. Okay. So in order to receive, I have to feel safe to receive was so profound for me. And I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? And I went down this like nervous system healing on my own. No one was guiding me. I had no idea what I was doing. I had already graduated from grad school. I hadn't entered Dr. Gabor Mate's program yet. It was like in the interim between grad school. And when I entered that, cause I entered that after the pandemic started mm-hmm. and I started to really look at polyvagal theory and I started to reflect on our society and how traumatized and addicted it is and how the majority of people, I really believe this, They vacillate between sympathetic and dorsal, back to sympathetic, back to dorsal with very few moments in ventral, which is the connection home and joy and love. We are so conditioned to be in scarcity and survival and so we get out of bed, we fight for our lives all day, we come home, we crash, we binge Netflix, we do it all over again, and it becomes the same routine. And if you look around, everybody, not everybody, obviously, but most people are living in scarcity and survival, and they do, They do. so your nervous system do, does what it feels safe to do. Your nervous system is a thousand percent designed for survival, so however it knows survival. And your survival is very intimately connected to your addictive behavior. So binging Netflix, scrolling on Instagram, perfectionism, judgment, overworking, overdoing, people pleasing, all of the trauma responses. So when you get stuck, okay, so I have to elaborate on trauma. So we all have trauma, again, addicted and traumatized world. We all have trauma it just depends on where the trauma lands it could be big t trauma it could be little t trauma we all have relational trauma because we were not effectively held and attuned to none of us it's impossible for any human in the western world to effectively hold and attune to one child it's becoming more like i think people are realizing this but like if you think about how people of our generation were were, were raised and then how our parents were raised like there was not a lot of holding and Dr. Gabor Mate speaks a lot about tribal culture and how in tribal culture a baby would be held and just passed around from one regulated nervous system to another. But like we don't live in a society filled with regulated nervous systems. Mm-hmm. We live in yeah. a society filled with dysregulated nervous systems. So a child attunes to the nervous system that they are held by most. And it's relational. It's not, you can't just do so much. I'm like going a little bit all over the place. But when we get, so when we have the trauma, which a lot of it is relational trauma, our nervous systems become dysregulated and they get stuck in survival. So, sympathetic or dorsal, and getting back to feeling safe and ventral requires nervous system healing, rewiring, and repatterning, repatterning, excuse me, that cannot be done. Without relational healing. Like you can get to a certain point. Like my yoga i practice, my meditation and my uh, acupuncture healed my anxiety and OCD, which anxiety and OCD are symptoms of a dysregulated nervous system. Those, they healed through that. But like these subtle, sneaky ones of like being afraid I was going to be judged, feeling I was going kill, to be killed by the townspeople. The amount of times I have boxed Arcadia and been like, but what if the townspeople kill me? How does they come for me? They're going to come from style. (laughs) That is a dysregulated nervous system around relationship, right? Around community. Like that's like ancestral trauma, that is past life trauma. And so it shows up in my body as though it's real. And to feel safe to move through that, you have to be held by another human being.
0: Yes. Yara, can I stop you for just a minute? Because I have a question for you. Yes. Please do. Because I will (laughs) (laughs) so. Okay. You guys are also getting an inside view into Yaro and I's relationship. It's a giggle fest or a cry fest, <laughs> like 50, like 50. You don't really know what you're going to get. Um, oh my <laughs> so like what we're going to talk about today is how all of these things affect your ability as an entrepreneur to be seen. But as you're talking, like, so many things are clicking in my brain of like the ways this affects people, not just as a human functioning in the world, but as an entrepreneur. So can you go into like outside of, obviously we are going to touch on your, your ability to feel safe to be seen. That's going to be kind of what we go into in this episode later. Can you just quickly kind of go through what are the other ways that you have seen this maybe for yourself, maybe for your clients, maybe for other people, the ways that um, this sort of dysregulated nervous system, probably coming from relational trauma, what are the main ways you see this surfacing for entrepreneurs?
1: Yeah. So you're a young budding entrepreneur, right? And you're so excited. And you go to your family or your partner or your friends, and you're like, I have this idea. And they're like, oh my God, you can't do that. How are you going to make money doing that? Da, 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 and all the things, right? And then you're like, oh, can I really do this? And you start questioning yourself because the people around you don't support you. And we are attachment-based creatures. We need other humans. And so when the people around us squash our ideas or don't believe in us, or if we start to grow beyond them, we might lose them. We'll stop ourselves and we'll be stuck. And then we'll be like, I don't know why. And then we'll beat ourselves up. I don't know why I'm so stuck. I don't know why I'm so stuck. And this is so unconscious. I recently had a client and I was asking her, I was like, Well, what do you get out of like where you're working? And I knew in my head what I thought. And I had, I asked her, I was like, is it because you're working with this family member? And she was like, no. And I was like, okay, so what do you get out of it? And she's like, because I work with that family member. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, so, so subtle. We don't even realize staying stuck because of the people in our lives. And it I sometimes I'm always giving the caveat. Like I never want to sound selfish or like you just have to cut everybody out. It's not that. It's like, how are you feeling safe to relate to the people in your life without letting that that dynamic and that relationship make you get small or keep you stuck? And you we tend to do this so unconsciously. Like a lot of times I'll have clients I'll be like I don't care. I want to make millions of dollars. And I'm like, okay, well, how's that actually going to affect your relationships in your life? Let's break this down because we don't think about it. And then we just think, no, I can't do it. But we're like draining and leaking our energy to all of our attachment relationships.
0: Yara, that was something huge that I had to move myself through when I started making higher income months. And it was, you're right. It was so incredibly subconscious because if you would have asked me before it happened, like, do you want to make multi-six figures? Do you want to hit multi-five figure months? I would have been like, oh, hell yeah. And then when it starts to happen, all of these like sneaky little thoughts start coming in around like, well, no one in my family has made this much. How is this going to make my parents feel? Is this going to change my relationship with my spouse? Right? Like, and logically, you know, no, it's not, right? But like subconsciously, I had to work through so many of those things to create internal safety around that
1: totally. And and Katie, you are like, I don't want to say lucky, but like in a way you're blessed that it, your relationships have come with you. That's not always the case. Mm-hmm. A yeah. Lot of them actually. yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the hard part because we are attachment I say it like I've said it like six times already on this podcast but it's so true we forget how attachment based we are and that was one of the things that kept me stuck for so long is because I was like I really wanted all these big things but I can look back and my poor 37 year old self who was like an activated two-year-old right like I just wanted to be accepted and like I'm I'm a wild animal I'm never going to be accepted it's just not who
0: I am and I
1: wanted to be. And like, I'm this bright, shiny creature who has all this wisdom. And I was like shrinking myself for mean girls on the Upper East Side in New York City because I wanted to fit in, and I was never going to fit it.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so people stay, they don't
1: realize that they're like, no, it's, it's fine. Like I just, it's just me. And then they're hard on themselves and they're like, I don't know why I can't get out of it. And then they blame other things, right? Like they blame money. That's the biggest one that we love to blame money. Your relationship with money needs a lot of work when it comes to your nervous system. Like we blame money. We love to blame time. We, and then I'm like, okay, well, how, how much Netflix are you watching? How much Instagram scrolling are you doing? How much are you wasting your time and energy focusing on like what so-and-so did or how they perceive this or what happened here? Like you can't as an entrepreneur, if you really want to make big money, if you really want to go big, if you really want to be seen, you literally can't think about that stuff.
0: Yeah. An energy leak left and right.
1: Totally. But like for me, and I know this intimately because some people have the ability to shut it all out. Mm-hmm. They have a little bit, sometimes those people, not all of them, but sometimes you can see like, oh, well, that's a different form of defense mechanism, right? Like, cause you can still see the derma system dysregulation. Some people are really adept at compartmentalizing. And so one of the ways that I work differently is I want people to feel safe internally and to expand. I don't want you to have to like compartmentalize and shut down and cut people out in a really harsh, like disconnected way. I want you to feel safe to honor you and to show up and do big things. And that may mean some people fall away, but it doesn't have to be this rigidity and this control and this like, you know, dysregulated way of going about it. It can still feel authentic and connected and true to your heart and being true to your heart is honoring yourself. Like we're not taught to honor ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what a freeing thing too, that like it gets to be authentic to you, right? I feel like sometimes when people talk about healing, it feels like this very rigid, it almost feels like one more thing on the to-do list or like something you have to like accomplish or something that you have to tackle. And it almost feels like, it almost feels like something you have to check off. You know what I mean? And I love the idea of it just being like, you, it gets to be authentically you that feels so light and it feels so freeing.
1: And that's what it is. It's literally guiding you back to your most authentic and powerful self and, and allowing you freedom. So it's funny you say that, because I used to really, you know, because I have been on this healing journey for so long, and one of my defense mechanisms was always judgment which is a longer story about why like these things all form in childhood and they all were once adaptive and then they become maladaptive. Mm-hmm. So judgment was super helpful for me as a 2-year-old in <clears throat> excuse me who hasn't, you know, like it's a whole long story that I don't think I'm going to get into right now but I broke it down like situations in my life would show up over and over and over again that were like emulating something from childhood. And and then I would judge. And instead of like being with the pain and what I realized was a two year old can't grieve and can't be with that level of pain. So what I did as a very my nervous system is brilliant at keeping me safe is that judgment became a very safe place to go for me. And so I would judge myself. I would judge others. It's still something as a projector, because like, you know, in human design, we see everything. I still have to check myself on my judgment, which is another thing. I voxer Katie often, like, am I being bullshitty and judgy here? Because like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's something even- <laughs> message, <laughs> but <laughs> But the thing is, is that it was effective for protecting me from deep pain. And so as I worked through this and I grieved what needed to be grieved, I freed myself of the judgment, which also stopped that scenario showing up in my life the way that it used to. Mm -hmm. And we're so quick to project out and going inside is so valuable. And so getting back to what I was originally saying is that I used to, you know, like before I had got into the subtle sneaky ways i was keeping myself stuck cuz that's what was really happening i used to think that you know this way of of like shifting would feel very confining mm-hmm. and it it is in the beginning because it is a little bit like okay you have to do these things to rewire but then once you rewire you're literally free like i had a client ask me the other day she said you know, will these behaviors eventually go away? And I said, yes. I said, and I I referenced like recently I got on one of my calls and I was telling them like one of my group coaching, like group uh, healing programs. And I was telling them like, I realized that I no longer obsess or have anxiety at all. And if you had told me that was possible 10 years ago, even five years ago, I would have thought that was crazy. I'd be like, that's not possible. I, my brain doesn't even think that way anymore. It doesn't even exist for me. Like it's a full, full transformation. And so initially it can feel a little bit like, oh, I have to do these things or I have to like, you know, constantly check the way I'm relating to myself or the way I'm thinking or like what's happening. But eventually and quickly, if you allow it, you're, you don't even have those thoughts anymore.
0: Yeah. And that's huge. That's everything. It's
1: everything. Like you're free, like you're changing wiring in your body. And so the way that I work is like, I don't want to diminish somatic practices. I love them. I do them every day. I do yoga. I chant. I meditate every single day. I journal but you need someone to hold you like effectively with your vision. Otherwise you're just going to go back to getting small and you're going to reach for the people in your life who you think hold you. And I'm kind of using air quotes speak. I'm not kind of, I am using air quotes because they can't, if they haven't done it, they don't know. And our world is wired for like safety, right? So it all comes back to safety. Everything in the nervous system has to do with safety. It's how safe do I feel to do this thing? And so if your nervous system knows safety as your addictive behaviors, it will go for your addictive behaviors. It's 11-11 right now in my world.
0: We (laughs) always have the craziest angel numbers.
1: If your nervous system knows safety as your addictive behaviors, it will go for those. And you have spent so many years wiring that way that to shift out of those addictive behaviors you actually have to create new daily habits so that is part of it new daily habits that show your nervous system you're safe to do different things and you have to start slowly within your window of tolerance because if you start too big you're going to blow your nervous system out and you're going to go back to how it knows safety so you have to titrate the experience And you need to be held relationally while you're doing this because you need the accountability because otherwise you're going to go to the people who are probably utilizing the same addictive behaviors as you. And and then they're going to validate your excuses not to do the new way, the new way.
0: Oh my gosh. This is all okay. And obviously like, I know what you do. We've been working together for a very long time. This is all really like every single little thing you're saying is just like, this is such important work for entrepreneurs. This is such important work for entrepreneurs, like especially those of us. Right. And of course there are entrepreneurs out there who they're, the thing they want is to have a little side hustle. Right. But particularly for entrepreneurs that have big dreams, big dreams, they want to make big money. They want to have big impact. They want to build this like life-changing business that changes not only their lives, but the lives of many other people. Like it really, really, really is clicking in a deep way how important this work is, not just for all people because all people deserve to feel safe to just be, right? But like how incredibly important this work is for entrepreneurs.
1: You can't effectively grow your business I mean, you could maybe do it for a little while, but unless you create this full internal safety, you'll eventually burn out because your nervous system will just get exhausted or something will happen that will take you out or something will happen that you like that uh, triggers a past trauma that you haven't dealt with. Right. So when you have processed all this, it's not that something will not be painful. You've seen me move through painful things, mm-hmm. but there's a lightness to it. There is a gracefulness to it. There is, okay, I've got this. I can do this. There's not like, oh my God, this is taking me out. I'm shutting down. I'm hiding for two weeks. Like that never happens with me. Mm-hmm. And you've been working with me for uh, almost a year now. Yeah, I've had hard moments and like, it's a continual, like, like, okay, what can my nervous system hold? Where do I need to, like, what's coming up for me? Like right now I'm working on boundaries a lot and I know what's coming up for me there. I can see it. I'm like, oh, I have this these fears. These are the fears. And I like can feel them. I can process them. I can move through them. And it's allowing me to approach things with such different neutrality than I ever have been able to. And so the, the more you grow as an entrepreneur, the more you need this work because the more people you're gonna be touching and affecting, the more interactions you're gonna have the more easily you're going to get triggered. And if you have someone who's coaching you and is just like, oh, you're triggered, like just shut it down or cut that person out. Like you're going to get triggered again. Trust me. That same thing is going to come back around because there's a lesson for you. There's a learning for you. There's something that happening there for you. And, you know, it's, it's really easy. And this is another addictive behavior for people to be like, I want to make millions of dollars and let it be a fantasy rather than actually doing the internal work that needs to be done to be able to get to the level where you can hold that amount of money. And because holding that amount of money means holding that amount of people means having the ability to show up and not stress and energy leak around judgment, around potential criticism, around rejection. Like if you get small when people say no, I mean, that just think about that right there, right? Like you're going to hear no a million times as an entrepreneur.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I think, you know, this could, this could literally, we could have multiple other podcast conversations about this, but you know, something that I really work with my clients a lot on and something that I've really made super important in my own entrepreneurial journey is this need for sustainability right where it's like can you maybe for six months show up hard you have a dysregulated nervous system and can you make it work and can you make big money for maybe a short amount of time you could is it going to be something sustainable that you can build long-term wealth and long-term success and long-term impact over time no right like just like you were saying eventually you're going to crash and um this is something really, really important for me. And I know this is something really, really important for the listeners here on this podcast is like, we're not just looking to build quick little, like we have the long-term vision, you know, and that's why this work is so incredibly important because we're here for the long game.
1: Absolutely. And it's, you know, and I think we're sold a lot of nervous system healing has become so trendy. Um, and it's, a lot of it misses this attachment wound piece that like your nervous system is wired through your attachments. And so you can't actually fully heal your nervous system without healing your relational trauma and your relational trauma has to be healed in relationship. And one of the ways like, yes, you could go to a therapist and yes, you could, you know, have a healer or you could have a coach, but One of the ways that I differ than most therapists and most healers is that I'm really looking at helping people expand into their big visions. It's not just, let's get you regulated so that you function in this dysregulated world. I'm like, let's help you create a new world and you feel safe to lead that. And that's what I've done with myself and that's what I do with my clients. And I've had a lot of clients who have this fantasy, but they didn't really realize what it was going to take. And so when we start to break down what it's actually going to take to create that big vision, there's hard work there. And they're so grateful that they do it. But like a fantasy is another addictive behavior. The reality of actually doing the hard work is something entirely different.
0: Yes. And I think that is also, you know, this is another conversation too. And sometimes I talk about it with my clients in terms of like feminine and masculine energy of like, it's easy to stay stuck in that because it feels good, right? It feels really good to stay stuck in that loop of imagining what it could be dreaming about what it could be. Like, of course, it's going to be incredible. Like this is what I'm going to create. And then you have to really get down into like, but what do you actually have to do? Not just the strategic steps, but like, who do you have to become And what parts of yourself do you have to let die away in order to make room for these new pieces that are going to serve you as you step into this big vision?
1: Absolutely. I love that one. That is like when we first started working together, that who do you have to be? Like when I claimed my big vision to you and I was like, because I hadn't been working with that way of thinking at that point in time, I knew the nervous system and the trauma, but I was like, when you said to me, who do you have to be? And that has become my guiding post, right? Like, who do I have to be to actually step into my big vision? Cause I claimed that to Katie this year and the universe has been like, all right, bitch, buckle up. Here we go. <laughs> this is your big vision. Let's, let's go. We we're we're going for it. Um, and so who do you have to be is a huge one. And I said to a client yesterday, I was like, you can't, the million dollar version of you is not talking about this, not thinking about this, not obsessing about this. That's not, like, what do we need to address? What do we need to heal to clean up this energy leak? And it's not bypassing. It's not like, I'm not going to shut anybody down. I'm a trauma healer. Right. Yeah. But like, what is actually happening? What do we, where's the root of this? Right. Cause we can leak. I mean, I leaked my energy in so many embarrassing ways and I have so much empathy for that 37 year old girl who was like a two-year-old, you know, she just needed love and holding an attunement and was so terrified and like, we have to love ourselves for all of those things and get radically honest. Am I wasting my energy right now? Am I leaking it? Like, why am I focusing on this? What's the actual need underneath that's not being met? And met? And then what's the emotion underneath there? And how do I attune to little me? Or where do I find holding to attune to little me? I mean, the reality, Katie, is like coaches, they all, if you're an effective coach, if you have a big uh, impact, I would guarantee you're great at attuning because that's what we really need. We need attunement. We need someone who can hold us. And if we can't hold your clients, if you're, you know, like you're just probably creating more, more trauma. Right.
0: Right. That's And that's huge. That's huge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We need holding like that's really what it is. Effective coaches who have the longest retention and the clients who just stay with them, they're effective attuners. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like too, this is as a, as a person who's a coach, right. And not, not all of the listeners here are coaches, but a lot of them are. And even if you're not a coach, right. Even if you're a service provider and you hold space for any number of people in any kind of capacity is that's really a piece of integrity within this industry is really looking at, have you done the work you need to do for you? to be able to effectively hold space for your clients. Because if you haven't, number one, like I said, it's not going to be sustainable for you. That dysregulation and the things that come forward from trying to hold space for a lot of people with a dysregulated nervous system without a sense of internal safety, that's going to catch up to you and you're going to burn out. But also from the point of view of like, in integrity with your work, right? Like are you providing an experience for the people who are choosing to come into your world that is safe and that is expansive and you've done the work within yourself to be able to feel really proud of the space you can hold.
1: Absolutely. And holding people is in every business. You know, like I'm thinking about my mom right now who's a real estate broker like one of the reasons she has such strong, beautiful relationships with her clients is that she's able to hold space for them. You know, like people want to feel heard and they want to feel held. And so when you, whether you're a service provider or a coach, like the people want to feel seen. And so when you can make people feel seen, you have client retention because they feel cared for. Like we all want to feel cared for. And when you are able to do that with people it's because you have attended to, to attuned to little you, right? And you have healed your nervous because your little you is very intimately connected to your nervous system as well. Mm-hmm. And when you've attuned to little you and you have healed your nervous system, you're not going to get triggered by your clients, no matter what kind of, if you're a service provider, if you're a coach, and if you do, you're going to be able to recognize it's your shit and you're not going to project it onto your clients.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Let's use this as our segue into how does nervous system healing, because we've talked, you know, now we've talked about how does this affect you as, you know, within your ability to be someone who effectively holds space. We've talked about how does this affect you, you know, we touched a little bit on money, which I know is something one of your areas of expertise, like, you know, really feeling like maybe you'll lose your safety net if you start to receive more money, right? We've talked about a few of these things. So let's dive into what, how does nervous system healing, being regulated and or dysregulated, feeling safe, not feeling safe, how does this affect your ability to be seen? Because I know for sure, newer entrepreneurs experience this to a crazy degree. It's one of the number one things I hear for women going with with me through the Accelerate Method, they're new in business. There is a huge fear of being seen. And I think another thing that is really important to note is that it isn't just new entrepreneurs who feel this because of course it's very prevalent in people who aren't, they're not practiced in holding the phone up and speaking to the camera or they're not practiced in um, truly letting out their gifts, truly letting out who they are, right? Because it's not just that fear of like showing up on camera and being seen. It's fear of being all of you, like laying it all out and being seen. You know what I mean? And so I think for a lot of later stage entrepreneurs, there comes this, there's bigger impact, there's more eyes on you, Maybe you're developing your gifts. Maybe you're developing the things you do, teach, guide, the services you provide in your business. And maybe older versions of you are dying away. Newer versions are are calling to be seen. And suddenly you have this newfound fear of like, oh, in the beginning of my business, I was just scared to go on Instagram live. And now I've got some big shit going on and I'm scared I'm going to be judged for it, right? It's like all these different layers of being scared to be seen so let's dive in here how do you how do you really see this relationship
1: oh this is such a big one and I just got chills through my whole body because I was thinking about it on all levels right so I was thinking about it for the newbie entrepreneur and then I started thinking about it from you know some larger entrepreneurs who I've witnessed lately um you know that that has come up and you can see it you know and so for The newbie entrepreneur, it's really so terrifying to let yourself be fully seen for who you are. And a new entrepreneur may not even know themselves in that way, may not even know the depths of their soul and their power because they've spent so many years hiding. And they're like, "Okay, I'm going to do this thing. Really excited about it. And then they start to show up and they're like, Okay, like Mary from the office is judging and my mom's commenting on it and my husband is saying this or my boyfriend is saying this or my girlfriend or whoever. My friend said this about it. And I'm now feeling scared because I feel like I have to shut down because what if I lose everybody? And that's not conscious. It's unconscious. And. You know, that is so working through this on a nervous system level, that's why you need holding right with someone else and preferably like a group, which is one of the reasons the art of connecting is so powerful because you have a group of people who you get to be your full self with. And that helps you feel safe, like, okay, if I do this, I'm not going to die because what goes on for us and it's not conscious, it's wired in our DNA, because once upon a time in tribal societies. If we got cast out of the tribe, we would literally die. Like we couldn't survive. That's not the way it is anymore. And so who your tribe is, like who your people are, if they're judging you, if they're not supporting you, or if you, feel, and, and this could be like, maybe when you were a child, your parent would say this, that, or the other, and it landed and stored in your nervous system. And it's like deeply hidden underneath a bunch of other stuff. And it's not, you can't see it on your own. So you will get small and you will stop. Mm. Um so that is like and and it won't feel safe for you like it literally won't feel safe for you to say the things you're going to say because your actual body will think I'm going to die if I say these things you're not going to die but you need to feel safe in your body to be able to allow your full self to come forward and it's very deeply wired in our nervous system and then when i think about like an entrepreneur who has a larger reach and then something happens and a trauma gets activated if you haven't done this level of creating of trauma processing and nervous system healing, you'll get, you'll start to get small and it'll show up in your energy. And it might be subtle. It might not be like that noticeable, but
0: it will happen. And then you will lose your power. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. And, you know, I really think too, this is something that I go into with a lot of my clients is like, your brain is so freaking smart. And when you come up against this, like, oh my God, I'm going to die if I do this sort of like primal subconscious, like this thing that's coming forward, which logically, you know, like if I do this, I'm not going to be killed. I'm not going to be cast out of the tribe, but like your, your subconscious doesn't know this, right? Your brain is so smart and it's going to, it knows the things to tell you. To keep you, specifically you, in a very personal way. (laughs) It's like a personal attack. It knows the things to tell you to stop you from moving forward. And so that's how, like, so many people, like, the excuse that I hear or the thing that comes forward in my head when I'm about to do something scary or I'm about to go out in front of everybody and share a truth or do something that feels risky or start, you know, anybody, start the business, say the thing, share your heart show up online. Like everybody's the thing that goes through your head is going to be different for everyone. Cause your brain is like, it knows you and it knows what it can say to you specifically to stop you in your tracks. Yep. Because it's
1: your nervous system is wired for safety and your nervous system wires your brain. And so your brain is just, it's your nervous system trying to keep you safe. And so whatever your brain says, those are all protective, devi- pr- protective mechanisms but you'll listen to them because that's what you know is safety. And so it'll be like, oh, okay. And then you'll give yourself all the valid excuses, right? Like, oh, I had my period that day. So I didn't show up or I didn't feel well or I'm feeling in sickness is another thing. And this is a whole other, probably whole other podcast, but like, we will use our sickness as a way to stay small because we use our pain as a way to stay small because that's how we got our needs met. That's how we maybe got attention. And that's not to invalidate anybody's pain. That pain is real. You feel it a lot of it is psychosomatic. A lot of it is conditioned from childhood of if I don't feel well, if I'm in pain, if I'm hurting, then I won't have to show up or somebody will hold me. And it's because we lack that attunement.
0: Yes. And I think there's a lot to be said too, for like sickness that we manifest from a subconscious place, because like, yeah. we don't want to do the thing or the thing seems too scary. And suddenly you have a cold. And you're like, yep. Where you from? <laughs> okay, you manifested that cold. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, and then it becomes
1: what I call because I talk a lot about this with my clients a very valid excuse. Like we have a lot of very valid excuses. Money is a very valid excuse. Time is a very valid excuse. I'm sick is a very valid excuse. Like when you want big things, you have to show up. You're like yes, of course you can take time if you're sick to like tend to yourself, but like you have to have things in place where your business still keeps going. You can't just stop because you stop the momentum of your big vision. And so you have to decide. Am I going to go all in on myself and create do the internal work I need to do to feel safe enough to
0: create the vision that I see? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is huge. Okay. So, and then let's talk a little bit too here about like, you know, we we touched a little bit on these early stage entrepreneurs and then potentially like, you know, people who are of larger impact. So let's talk a little bit about like, what are some takeaways for everybody who's listening? If they're at home and they're like shaking their head, yes, every single thing (laughs) you're saying, they're like, whether they're new and they still haven't hit that Instagram live button because they have a fear of like actually being seen, a fear of messing up, a fear of people thinking they're a fraud, a fear of whatever it is, tripping over their words, or maybe there's somebody who's further along in their business journey and they're their impact is growing and they're starting to feel, um, a little bit of, they're not, they're no longer feeling safe around, um, deeply in like a very deep way being seen by so many people. Um, let's talk about some takeaways. So like, what are, what are some quick things or some tips? Obviously I know that like this deep work, this healing is something that if people are experiencing, experiencing this, and this is something that they are are really being called to, to move through and to work through, we're going to talk about some ways they can work with you kind of at the end here, but what are some kind of takeaways or some things that people can really begin to practice in their daily life to kind of get them started towards this journey of feeling really safe to be seen?
1: Yeah. So The somatic practices are really helpful for this. And some of my one of my favorites is the chanting, uh, because the chanting brings you into your ventral system. And if you especially if you struggle with meditating, chanting is a really great way to start because it's almost like you're singing. Right. And so it gives you a way to get into your body and out of your head and it's toning your vagus nerve. So I love chanting and it may feel weird at first, but it, it is like so healing. That was one of the things that I really think when I integrated chanting, it led to all of these breakthroughs around what more healing, the deeper healing that I needed. And so I love chanting. I meditate every day. Um, there is this Kundalini meditation called the meditation for healing addiction. You guys could look it up or maybe I'll send it to Katie. You could put it in the show notes.
0: Yeah.
1: I do that one three minutes a day and I genuinely believe that it is magical. And in 2020, I didn't mention this earlier, but one of my big addictive behaviors was binging Netflix. I I lived in New York City and I would come home and I would just like binge the same shows I'd seen a million times, like Gossip Girl or Gilmore Girl or Californication or Sex in the City. Like it felt comfortable. It felt like home. And it was a huge addictive behavior and avoiding of myself. And so in June of 2020, I was chanting and this download came through that was, you have to give up TV for 40 days. And I was like, but that is insane. Like we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're still pretty much on lockdown. I'm going to give up TV. I gave up TV and three weeks later, I created the art of connecting my my, um, primary healing group.
0: Wow. Wow. That was
1: profound for me because it just was something that I had a lot of valid excuses around and justifications around. And that's the thing. We are so sneaky. Like we literally will validate anything. And, you know, just to reference an Instagram live and I've shared this um, I've shared this in my own podcast or on my own live. So I know she's okay with it. I won't say who it is, but one of my clients went live and her dad gave her like a little criticism about it. She shut down and didn't go live again for like six months. And I had to call her out, and I was like, "It's because of what happened with your dad." And she was like, "No, it's not." And we had to really break it down. But like, this is how subtle this can be. It it was because of what her dad said, and it's that's how subtle this, sneaky this stuff can be. Like we can then justify like, "Oh, I don't like going live, or I don't want to do it." But like, what's actually happening? Like, what's the truth of what's happening?
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, so sneaky
1: so sneaky. And yeah. so they can, you know, chanting is a huge one, meditation, any somatic practice really, shaking, um yoga, and here's the thing about your nervous system. Because your addictive behaviors are repetitive, whatever you replace them with or start to, you know, you're not going to replace replace them initially. Like I have my clients give up one thing for 40 days and it's a it's a challenge. It's a process. Like we have to like constantly come into relationship with that addictive behavior and how it's relating to us, especially if it's a thought process like control or perfectionism. Like it's it's so hard initially. So you're going to integrate new ways of safety like chanting, meditating um shaking but you have to do the same one every day like we another valid excuse is oh I get bored doing the same thing sorry to tell you your nervous system likes consistency so that boredom lie is another lie you're telling yourself that keeps you stuck
0: okay so this is really important so (laughs) (laughs) so I feel like as we're giving tips and we're giving takeaways you know obviously um you know, adding chanting into your routine or having people go through this kundalini uh, meditation that we're going to post. Like these things are all helpful. And as I said, if you're feeling called to deeper healing work, we are going to talk about how to work with Yaro here at the end. But like that was really, really important information that um consistency, right? Choosing the same replacement behavior. Yes,
1: at least 40 days. But I have found Because 40 days, your red blood cells fully circulate. So like you're creating new patterning in your red blood cells. But what I have genuinely found is that when I pick a... kriya or a meditation that I'm doing. I do it for at least six months, but recently I did one for a thousand days and it, it, cause it fully transforms your, your thought processes. Now this is kundalini yoga. If that's not your thing, that's okay. But like, just if you it's for me, it's like the intention behind it. Like in October of 2019, I did this kundalini course And I chose three meditations I was going to do every day for a thousand days. And they were all around prosperity and radiance. My life has transformed since then. And a lot of, I've done a lot of other things in that time, but just the act of like literally showing up for myself every single day and committing to myself every single day of I'm going to do this, like. 30 minutes of chanting and Kriyas and meditations every day, no matter what, it didn't matter if I had COVID, if I traveled, I did it every single day for a thousand days. I'm still actually doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I remember I've seen videos of you like doing it in the airport, like no excuses.
1: No excuses, you know, like we make so many excuses and then your body goes, Oh, it's okay. It's safe not to do the big things. It is not. If you have big dreams in your heart, you are going to feel resentful and bitter. If you do not commit to yourself and committing to yourself is the most terrifying and most valuable thing you'll ever do. And so just the act of, I'm going to do this one thing every day for let's say you pick a whole year, right? I'm going to do this one thing. I, I, not everyone's insane. Like me a thousand days are like, wow, thousand days is intense. Yeah. I'm like, I'm an intense person, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, but if you pick something every day, no matter what, I don't care if you're sick, I don't care what's happening. You do it every single day. It shows your body. It's safe to commit to you.
0: Yes. And that's honoring you, honoring you.
1: And we do think about like some of these Kriyas, like the one I'm going to share with you to put in the show notes, it's three minutes. You have three minutes every single day. I don't care what is going on. You have three minutes every single day to take time to do it. The other thing, because you asked, and this is one of the most powerful, and it's the simplest thing in the world is, but it's one of the most powerful things that I lead my clients through is at least five times a day bringing your hands to your body. Maybe it's your chest, maybe it's your stomach, maybe it's even your thighs. If you're in a Zoom meeting and you don't feel like you can touch like your stomach or your heart, and take three long, deep breaths. It shows your body. I am safe in this present moment because so much of what is happening in our nervous system is it's living through survival because it thinks it's not safe. And so like every email that goes off, every phone call, you get everything on Instagram, every notification, every person bumping into you feels like a threat, like a big tiger is coming to attack you. And then you stay in that state all day long. And so when you actually, no matter where you are, maybe you're on the subway and you're living in a city you just bring your hands to your body and take three, long deep breaths it shows your body I'm safe right now
0: in this present moment yes that is such a good tip and you can turn your notifications off <laughs> <That was> <laughs> <huge>. <laughs> my life um, changed when I turned off boxer and instagram notifications changed it was uh, huge
1: yeah. yeah I agreed I have none of my notifications on I get no notifications on my phone
0: <laughs> I love it we should make shirts. No notifications. <laughs> Team no <laughs> notifications. <laughs> um. Oh my gosh, Yaro. This has been such an incredible conversation. I know this is going to just be so impactful for the Soulful CEO family. Um. And before I have you, you know, share more about where people can find you, ways they can work with you, were there any other bits pieces of information that felt important to share
1: I mean no I just really want to highlight like we are so sneaky it's important to know like and it's not to shame ourselves it's just like how we've known safety and we're so sneaky and we will convince ourselves of things that are actually not serving us in the long run when we look at our lives and it's because we're just doing what our body knows is safe and I really want everyone to sit with like what are the ways that I lie to myself unconsciously? Mm-hmm. Because we don't know we're doing it a lot of the time. Like it's so subtle. It's so sneaky. And one of my things I always talk about with my clients is subtle energy will create your life. And it's the truth. Your nervous system will create your life. Subtle energy will create your life. How you relate to your pain will you create will create your life. And your inner child unconsciously running the show will create your life. And so when you're able to get radically honest with yourself, around what's actually happening versus the excuses that you tell yourself and then the ones that get validated by our sick and traumatized society. Like if you can get radically honest about those and then do the internal healing to shift those so you feel safe to expand, your entire life will change.
0: Yes. Yes. And you know, I think it's really important to note too that like, of course, this is work. Of course, it takes time. But I think so many people get into this state of mind that like, they can't heal or like it's going to take too long, or this is something that it feels like something they can't tackle. It feels like something that's like, it's like an insurmountable thing. Right. And I think it's really beautiful. The ways you've shared, like, even in just a short few years, how you've completely rewired some of your anxiety and OCD type of thoughts. And like, I think it's just such a beautiful example because I know for so many people, it just feels like it feels, it feels too big, you know? And I think that there's something really to be said for like the way that you approach it. Whereas like, of course, of course there's work to be done. Of course there's like some areas where we might have to really dig deep, but what I love about your approach is that it, it feels very free. It feels very light. It feels very safe. And I think that that is such an approachable way to move toward healing.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, my co-coach Kelly, my co-coach for the art of connecting, she says the art of connecting collapses time around healing. And I really feel that because, you know, you guys who are listening, I have been on this journey since I was 19 and I found my spiritual self on the dance floor at a rave and I really committed to a healing journey It took me a long time. And I integrate all of those years of trial and error with myself and I have refined it. This is the way, and I don't mean to say that to sound like it, like arrogant or whatever, but like, I'm telling you like this, it's so simple and it's so refined and it really truly helps you transform how you are relating to the world how you're relating to yourself and it will make your life feel magical it'll allow you to relate to your pain in such a lighter way it allows you to feel safe to just be like there's no greater gift than that and one of the arguments and i posted about this on instagram the other day that i used to have in grad school was what are we doing here? Are we helping people function in a dysregulated world or are we helping set them free? Because I wanna help set them free. And that has always been my mission. And so I'm here to set you free. I'm here, it, and healing is, we make it so hard and so heavy. And it—it it, yes, like you said, Katie, it can be really hard work, but it doesn't have to feel so heavy. It can feel exciting. Like, wow, there is possibility that I don't have to live in anxiety and depression and perfectionism and control and feeling unsafe to like fully be myself and to be present with myself and with others. Like there's a path forward and it doesn't have to be never ending. Like one of my, the biggest things that makes my blood boil is How people hold on to the healing as though it's never ending. It's not. And it's not supposed to be. You're not meant to be healing forever.
0: I have a theory that many, many people um, self-sabotage and call it healing. And they have a real commitment to the struggle and a real commitment to feeling as though like, how do I want to say it? it's like, they're almost self-sabotaging themselves from moving forward because they're not healed yet. I'm not healed yet. Like it has to take longer. And it's this like self-sabotaging mechanism that we call the healing journey. And I think it gets to be, it gets to be so much lighter than that, you know, and it gets to be something that like, this is what I love about what you do is it's, it's not just about healing. It's about like, let's get these things healed so you can expand. And then that's where like, let's go, like, let's expand beyond what we ever thought was possible.
1: Totally. And people self-sabotage because it's their protective mechanisms. It all comes back to safety. And if they let go of the pain, who are they and who will they have to let go of in their lives? If they no longer relate to the world through their pain,
0: what big scary things will they have to face?
1: Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that goes back to like the attachment wounding is if I let go of this pain, how are my relationships, my primary relationships going to shift? And I work on this one with my clients a lot. It's a big one of like, okay, why are you holding on to this pain? How are your needs being met by
0: holding on to this suffering? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's such an important question. If you're listening, write that down. Write that down. down.
1: Not to invalidate, like I, I'm there to like hold that pain, but we need to hold it so you feel safe to let go of it. And I've done it. So I know, I, I and it was unconscious for me in so many ways. Like I'm the sneakiest of them all. I know my brain is so like t- brilliant at tricking me. I mean, I used to binge watch, Netflix. this was hilarious. I used to binge watch Netflix and then I'd go to the studio where I taught yoga. Like I don't own a TV. <laughs> yeah, but you're Yaro- <laughs> You're binge watching Netflix on your computer. So what's that you don't own a TV? Like, this is how tricky we are. It's, it's the most ridiculous thing. I laugh at myself. I'm like, yeah, that was honest. And I didn't, I mean, it wasn't like conscious, you know?
0: <laughs> oh my God, that's sending me. <laughs> you know, oh my
1: gosh, so good. Yeah, on who I wanted to see myself
0: as, right? Yeah. But it wasn't who I was showing up as in that moment. But that's what has turned you into such a powerful leader now. And this is something I tell my clients all the time is it's like, yes, the stuff that you're moving through right now is making you stronger and more powerful as a person, but it's also making you more strong, more strong and more powerful as a leader, because you're going to be called to hold your clients through these same things one day. And if you haven't held yourself through it, and if you haven't experienced it, like, how are you supposed to show up powerfully to hold other people through it? Absolutely. yeah, Absolutely. Okay. okay. So Yaro share with us, and this will all be in the show notes for everyone listening, but share with us, where are the best places for people to find you? Um, and then share with us some of the ways they can jump into your world now. Yeah. So you can find me
1: at Heal with Yarrow on Instagram, uh H E A L W I T H Y A R R O W. My website is currently being done. So I do have a website, it's Yarobucans.com. There's a link to it on my Instagram, but the new website will be healwithyarrow.com, which should be done in the next couple of months and the ways to work with me. So right now I'm live launching the Art of Connecting 90-Day Group Healing Program. We start on the 25th of February. This is a 90-day group healing. It's very small and intimate, no more than seven women. And we really move through the full transformation of everything I've been speaking about. So we have 10 modules, we have daily connection on the Slack channel, we have daily somatic practices, and then you have Um, the the weekly group we meet on Saturdays at 1.30 Eastern, uh, 10.30 Pacific. And it's really like holding, processing, like we are excavating the sneaky stuff that's keeping you stuck. And this program is for women who have done a lot of healing already and really want to go to that next step so you feel safe to, you know, receive Just be expand and be seen like this is like a place for you to be seen, even be seen by yourself. Even if you're not an entrepreneur, it's just like, where can I become the leader in my life, like fully and completely feel safe to be with me and to just be. So that is starting on the 25th of February. If you're interested in that, you can fill out an application. The link is in my bio on Instagram, and then we will set up a discovery call to connect and see if it's a good fit. I also have my 40-day self-led program, Mastering Abundance, and there's one live call a month with this program. And that program is about creating internal safety through your nervous system around wealth, money, magic, and abundance. So it really is generating like that full safety around your relationship with money through your nervous system It's a super powerful program and has led many people to like 12 times their income and take huge leaps in their lives. And actually even one person found their romantic partner through doing it. So it's like really creating safety within yourself around having full faith. One of my favorite quotes that I use a lot in it is from, from Florence Shovelshin, and it is, "Man supply is inexhaustible, but faith and trust must precede the demonstration. So that goes back to safety. If you don't have safety within yourself, it's very difficult to be in the unknown. It'll be very difficult to be an entrepreneur. So that is a self-led program, but there's one live call a month. The next live call is on the 30th of this month at 430 Pacific. So if you jump in now, you can be on that call. And that is also at the link in my bio on Instagram. And I have some more fun money and nervous system programs coming soon. And I have a free masterclass, which I'll be announcing soon called the power of honoring you. Uh, So stay tuned for that. So come join me on Instagram and see all the fun things and reach out if you have any questions um, or just want to connect. And I think that's it. Any other
0: also has an incredible podcast. Yes. They like to take in content and you know, obviously you're here, so listening to podcasts is a way you like to learn and to soak up information. Yara's podcast is an incredible resource. I'll make sure that I link that in the show notes as well.
1: Okay, thank you. Yeah, that is the Heal and Expand Podcast. And that also has an Instagram page, which I need to be better about posting on. Mm-hmm. However, it is it is there. And I'm loving podcasting so much. And as Katie said, I am quite the storyteller, so you do get. Uh, ancestral wisdom, storytelling, psychoeducation, and healing and expanding tips along the way within the podcast.
0: So good. So good. Well, Yaro, I cannot thank you enough for being here today, sharing all of your magic, all of your wisdom, all of your knowledge, and just um, really giving everybody a bit of a glimpse and um, a little peek into what it is that you do and the ways that they can really begin to use some of this to to shift their their own way of being and their own internal safety. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Katie. It was so lovely to be here and thank you everyone to, who's listening. And yeah.
0: Awesome. Yep. And if you're looking for Yaro, everything um, that she mentioned will be linked in the show notes and you can find her there. So um, thank you for listening, Soulful CEO family, and we will chat next time. If you love this podcast and you want to support both me and the soulful CEO, it would mean the absolute world. If you could drop in, leave a rating, leave a review and share a screenshot of this podcast to your Instagram stories, not only would that absolutely make my day, but it would also get the word out about the podcast to anyone who you think might need to hear it. So thank you so, so much for listening. I am so grateful you are here.